Coming in in a matter of moments are going to be two very talented individuals, both writers and uh, both performers in their own right, who came together, different worlds kind of colliding in London, and they formed this duo called Anthony and Cleopatra. One half is an Australian guy called Alex Burnett, whose history on the Australian music scene is really diverse, really interesting, and sort of goes back to this band. This was a big hit. In fact, they had four Hottest 100 hits. The band that he was leading was Sparkadia. And Talking Like I'm Falling Downstairs, this song was actually their highest-ranked Hottest 100 hit in 2010. Came in at number 24. But they put out two really fine records. The last one came out around 2011. After that, he decided to put the guitar down and he went over to London and was based there and has made a real success for himself as a writer. Teaming up with a lot of Australians, actually but also doing stuff on the UK music scene. Just some of the people he's written for include Thelma Plum, Alice in Wonderland, Mansion Air, Hayden James and also Jack River. So he's a bit of a songwriting gun. The partner in Anthony and Cleopatra who works alongside Alex Burnett is Anita Blay, who is an English singer and also a writer of note too. She's had some good pop success writing for other people. So they got this duo together a number of years ago and they've been putting out some really terrific singles. The latest one is this one. Why don't you just, why don't you just... So this is the latest single for Anthony and Cleopatra. We'll hear it in full in just a moment, but they're in Australia at the moment. They're supporting Running Touch, but also doing their own headline shows. So Anthony and Cleopatra, join us in just a moment on 2019. 2019, the world of new music on Triple J. Raining down just like a shower, 24 hours higher than a tower. And I can't get enough, oh, and I can't get enough, oh. Okay, on 2019, I'd like to welcome, well, kind of back to Australia, Anita Blay and Alex Burnett, who are the two members of Anthony and Cleopatra. Welcome into Triple J, both of you. Thank Hi. you. Hi. Hello. I say half of you welcome back to Australia because, Alex, of course, you're, you are Australian. Anita, though, you are English. Yes. Have, have you had a chance to get to Australia much? Uh, this is like my third or fourth time. You were here yeah. last year doing live shows, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played Splendour last year. So, yeah, this is maybe my third year, I think. Okay. Well, listen, uh, welcome to the country. You've got a few weeks' worth of shows. I want to actually backtrack on this um, project that you got going maybe about five years ago now. Mm-hmm. Sort of get the story of how you two met because we know about your background with Sparkadia, Alex, and doing a whole bunch of writing and producing for a lot of artists that we play on Triple J. But how did you two first meet? Well, I was a solo artist back in the UK working on my record and a mutual friend of ours who was producing your, your final record. Yeah, Teeks. Uh, Teeks, yeah. He's he, now a solo artist in his own right. Yeah, he hooked us up because he said Alex could be a good sort of collaborator for my record. So we just got together and just started writing, but then it kind of went a bit left. <laughs> um, but we were looking for a pop smash and we sort of delivered this. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of a weird jam. So... But it, was, like, it was a great dance song. And they were like, yeah. well, I'm not sure that this is really... <laughs> it didn't fit the mould of no, what... No, not yeah. really. But we loved it. 
And we were just yeah. like, this is interesting. Our two vocals together, I think, coming from very different backgrounds but also having a lot of common things. Mm. What were the common things? What things did you sort of, um, you know, see eye to eye on? Well, Catholic guilt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which I fully rid myself of now. Yeah, which we don't really care about now. We're all good. (laughs) But um, when we wrote songs together, because a lot of her background, like stuff that she loved was R&B, which I didn't know as much about, and I guess had an Australian background, an indie background, indie, you know, bands. So when we got together, we kind of... We loved, you know, choruses and pop music, but we also had such different ideas of trying to get the, to the same place. And you were living in London. You had made the move at this point and were sort of living there and trying to make a mark outside of Sparkadia, weren't you? Yeah, I just... I'd done Sparkadia for a long time, maybe seven seven years straight of two albums, EPs, touring, 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 and just wanted to do something different. And not that I... Like, I... Not that it's the end of Sparkadia or not that I wasn't grateful where I was. I just thought being an artist and being a musician is about evolving. And at the time, I think people like Flume were starting to do music that actually resonated with the bigger, you know, the world. And I worked on a Hayden James record that sort of went really well. And so I was like, oh, this dance music feels Mm -hmm. interesting and different. And, you know, picking up a good guitar for me felt really tired. So, yeah, I just jumped on something different. Oh, it's been working well well for you, hasn't it? It's been a journey, yeah. <laughs> but I think you have to do that as an artist. You know, as a collaborator, you've got to kind of go with where your heart is. I think if I made another Sparkadia record, it probably wouldn't have connected. It would have been great probably, but not like special. Uh, Anita, your background's really interesting too because you've been doing, what, for about 10 years, the music game. You were, you know, doing stuff, I think, as Anita Blay, but then as Cock and Bull Kid. It seems to have kind of taken a variety of different courses and now Anthony and Cleopatra is something a little bit different for you too. Is, is Is it logical in your head how you've evolved in the last 10 years? Yes and no. I mean, I think it's just, uh, with music, it's just kind of like a, I don't think it's a straight trajectory. It's always just like you put stuff out, some stuff works, some stuff doesn't, but you just kind of have to keep going. So I don't know if there's any particular plan to it. And because myself, I've I got into writing for other people as well for like a good three, four years, that kind of accidentally became part of what I did. So then that sort of bled into what I did with Alex and then there isn't really any rhyme or reason. It's just making music and that's kind of... It, and I kind of don't really think about it outside of that because mm. they're all cut. It's, it's the same thing whether I'm writing for someone else or myself. It's just about trying to write the best song possible, I think. Yeah, well, that's a, another, besides the Catholic guilt, that's another sort of common uh, thing for both of you, writing for yourselves but also writing for other people. Yeah, like I am a pop tart at heart, so I do really enjoy writing pop songs for other people. And that's where I get to, as I always say, exercise my pop demons, just like, <laughs> just, you know, write as, you know, that, that stuff's fun for me. And I, don't want to speak for Alex, but I think we do really enjoy that process as well. But then we get to do the Anthony and Cleopatra thing, which is just as fun, but just a slightly different style. Well, it started as sort of like a deep house type project and dance music is at its heart. When you two write for Anthony and Cleopatra, are you always together in the room, Uh, sort of fleshing out ideas? Mostly, but like for things like, I think like Hurt Like Hell and... Maybe the last couple of singles we weren't because I moved to Berlin for like a year and then we did a lot of like back and forth stuff. So like I think with her like Hell and what was the other one? I think The Future was, I sort of had yeah, done that was most of it with well. Motez yeah. from, a what, from 2014. Was that that long ago, that yeah. song? Wow.
and then with I think everyone just sat on it because it was too weird or too different or too, you know. Well, it's a bit different for Motes. It was a bit different from Anthony and Cleopatra yeah. too. But, gee, the song did so well, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, but this is, you know, often the best ones are the ones that everyone goes, oh, I don't really know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Even with this Why Don't You Just Call Me, we were like, I don't know if this is really great or if this is not going to yeah. connect. And we also had a moment where a famous DJ hit us up and said, I'd like to use the song, maybe get a big feature on it. And when that happened, I thought, okay, that's probably the time where we should actually have it as our own rather than flip it into the pop so, world. So why don't you just call me? Someone else kind of heard it and <coughs> yeah. thought they could turn it into something else. Yeah. Well, yeah, and get a, you know, a big name singer. And I, we were both just like, oh, I think we'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that was a good feeling. Did they mention like, who the big name singer was? No, no. it was oh. all very, you know, well, maybe this person, that person. Oh, okay, right. So yeah. there was no like this person is singing the song now. But I think when that happens with a song, you know that there's something more than just a moment. Yeah, so. when other people react to it in that way. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we hear that track right now? Um, it's, a, it's a much more disco-type moment, isn't it, for Anthony and Cleopatra? Mm. I, I, can, I can see the mirror ball spinning when this song plays. <laughs> anyway, let's hear it. There's more to talk about. Anthony and Cleopatra, here's their latest single right now. Long time. So why don't you just call me? Uh, that is the latest single for Anthony and Cleopatra, Anita Blay and Alex Burnett still with us. Is that an indication of the direction to come? Because I'm curious to know what else you've got up your sleeve for the rest of this year. Are you going to do more stuff like that? Um, oh. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We felt like we're at a slight tipping point. Like we were very um, excited by the reaction and like what we've managed to create with the song. But 
I don't know. We feel like we just need to step the game up now. <laughs> Whether that's safe. I mean, I don't know if necessarily we're going to do another disco song. We like to kind of keep surprising people and ourselves. I think that would be a nice, fun challenge. But what do you mean up? Uh, you mean now it's time to get serious? Now you want well, to sort of, you know. <laughs> As if we were just dossing around prior to this. No. Um, well, I don't. Be it. I mean, it wasn't. It was one of the things we did in our lives, as well as wrote songs with other people and produced and hung out and stuff. But over the last six months to a year, I think we've started to really zero in on this project. And it's yeah. this song is also an indication of kind of maybe it seems a bit more um, refined or something than the other ones. Well, I, I think know, it's almost us. ambitious. I think it's almost ambitious. I know we felt like something in the room when we did it was like, oh, this is a bit weird, but let's just go with it. And, like, some people didn't react to it. They didn't get it. And some people, like, there was a very different reactions either people really loved it or they're just i just don't get it which is fine yeah which is interesting to me because yeah. I, I love the track and i wouldn't have thought anyone it's just took a little bit of a slight turn somewhere else to what you've done in the past yeah but people who didn't like it was it just because it was too obvious no uh, i think it what didn't know. fit into the any dance laneway oh. i think that people were like oh i don't how want i dj it yeah because that's, yeah, that's, so that's kind of <laughs> but they were like we liked that it was different you know in our minds but I guess we we also don't exactly come from dance backgrounds, so maybe yeah, we're somewhere in that middling space in which so it can yeah either you get it really right or you just it's just fall short. So we think that this one well once, once again then you you're not if you if you are slightly outsiders you're not going to be as precious as some people who are on yeah. the inside who are going to be sort of a little bit more anal about yeah, you know, yeah whether absolutely. it fits a certain brief. You must have a stack of ideas because you're both writers. You must have. Mm. Do you have? Like song after song after song after song that you're just working on developing and potentially releasing in the future. We do. We have we yeah. have singles lined up, but we, yeah, I I think we just want to release a bunch of really great singles over the next year and make sure they all step up and count. So I think we came from you know back in the day we used to do a song a day with every artist, shake their hand, write a song, everyone would high five each other at the end of the day. You've written a song, but with this project and with the projects we work on now, it's like doesn't mean that it's great. So sometimes we have to write 12 singles to get two that feel really special, mm. which is really frustrating, but that's but th okay. That's a common story. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for every great song there's, you know, there's, they always say there's like 20 that you've just thrown in the bin. But it's not even yeah. thrown in the bin. It's like it's really good, but it's not special, <laughs> you know? Yes, I think that's what we're trying to Because in this modern now. era, I just don't think you... In, in order to jump ahead of everyone else and for people to listen to you and for people to want to tell their friends about it has to be special. And you, and from what we've talked about so far, you don't always know which ones are the special ones. No. 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 <laughs> I know. Until you test them out. Yeah, yeah, like Dust was a good example. Like I remember we just, I don't even remember writing the song. Like I, it's literally no. just like a blip on the right. I was like, oh, I, I guess we did that. I know it didn't take us very long. I know we didn't expect anything from it. And then it was like maybe the, one of the first songs that you guys playlisted. Yeah, that was a, yeah. D Dust was a good one. Yeah. And even like when we were in rehearsals, <laughs> just like this song. I mean, yeah, it's all right. But, is it, but isn't <laughs> that? Like, but isn't that true <laughs> by and large for a lot of songwriters that the easy yeah. ones, the ones that just sort of yeah. all of a sudden come from nowhere, yep. are the ones that sometimes are the best. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And I every night I was like, why do people like this song? Because it's just so like. 
nothing really happens in the story. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, well, that's well, why it sounds yeah. it's, it just kind of happened and it sounds really simple. You didn't try. I think maybe that was. Yeah. I don't know. You can tell me. Well, you don't <laughs> also you also don't want to tie up all the loose ends in a song and have it too obvious. You want to leave sort of like a question mark somewhere. Yeah, why don't you just call me? So, case in point as well because mm. nothing really happens in that song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, no, it's true. there's a question true. there's a question but no answer yeah do you think as a as um in your job you can hear when someone's tried too hard can you feel that well you can hear when a song is overcooked okay mm. yeah when it's been worked too much uh right. you can hear that there's plenty of times you hear a song and you go oh this will be a hit this is great this is fantastic it doesn't do anything yeah it's really Absolutely. hard it's hard yeah. to call it yeah it's yeah. hard to call it. That's, why I think, why we do it. It's like the ultimate, you know, lottery. Hopefully yeah. with better odds than... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> That's for sure. Anthony and Cleopatra, listen, dumb question to end with. Um, if it hadn't have been used, do you think you would have called this project ABBA at any point? <laughs> that is a very... Wow, I see what you did there. Has anyone else ever asked you that? Literally no, no. one. No. <laughs> oh, because it's just so perfect. It would have been the perfect no. name for this project. Or ABAB. Surely. Well, Baba. Baba, I mean. Abab could have worked, but Abba just would have just (laughs) fitted this project so perfectly. I know. Oh. Well, you're very well known. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, there's still time. You could do it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, did you uh, did you ever kind of think that there was something? Oh, maybe we've got to work together. Our initials are exactly the same. Did you did you look at it superstitiously? Think, no. Yeah. All right, that was no. dumb question. Saved it to the end. I enjoyed it. Glad no, I we loved it. Glad I didn't kick off the interview with it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good to have you in the country, and uh, look forward to hearing more music from you. Thank Thanks, you. Richie. Why don't you just call me? The sounds of 2019 on Triple J.